0: This is Up to Date on KCUR 89.3. I'm Steve Kraske. After spending 28 years in prison for a murder that he didn't commit, Lamar Johnson is a free man. A judge in St. Louis ruled that he should be freed on Tuesday after two people provided testimony that absolved Johnson in the 1994 killing of Marcus Boyd. Joining us on A Talk About It are two reporters with St. Louis Public Radio. They are Chad Davis. Chad, good morning. Hey, good morning. How are you? I'm well, thanks. And Brian Munoz also joins uh, joins us. Uh, welcome to Up to Date, Brian. Good to have you, too. Thank you for having me. So, Chad, tell us about this original case from 1994. What was originally alleged to have happened on that day?
1: Yeah, so this goes all the way back to 1994. Um, there was an individual named Marcus Boyd who was on his front porch with another person named Greg Elking pretty much um, Greg and Marcus were talking together and Greg had come to uh, pay for some drugs or to you know combine and, uh, and get some drugs from Marcus Marcus walks into his house when he comes back outside there are two other men who are outside with ski masks on they kill Marcus Boyd and then Greg Elking runs away um and so now that Marcus Boyd was shot and killed um, when police Put together a lineup, one of the people who was in the lineup was someone named Lamar Johnson. and Lamar Johnson had been arguing that he was with his girlfriend, and that was miles away, um about like maybe even ten minutes away actually from the actual incident. Um but Elking identified uh, Lamar as the shooter the killer. And um, since, I mean, until a couple days ago, he was in prison for 28 years for um, a murder that turns out he was not um, affiliated with. He did not commit. He was not one of the two people who
0: Hmm. um, came in and and killed um, Boyd. Uh, You know, Brian, why was this case under review again? Why was there new testimony presented? What happened that brought it back to the fore? Right. So this case
2: is really based around a 2021 law that now allows Missouri prosecutors to challenge a judgment if they believe someone is innocent or has been erroneously convicted. Hmm. And St. Louis prosecutor Tim Gardner used this law after there were some questions about, you know, the testimony that came up and, you know, successfully got Mr. Johnson out of jail.
0: What testimony did come up, Brian, that uh, freed Lamar Johnson?
2: Yeah, yeah. So I know uh, my colleagues, Jason Rosenbaum and Chad Davis, covered that aspect a little more. But I think a big part of it had to do with whether or not uh, there was some kickbacks for the testimony that was given that ultimately landed Mr. Johnson in jail. Um, but, you know, they would know a little better than sure. I would on that. Hey,
0: Chad, was Lamar Johnson's guilt in question almost right from the start here? Well, it was
1: it was something that really came up a couple of years ago when I think Gardner's investigator, the, the circuit attorney that, that Brian was talking about, um, was looking at documentation um, about Lamar Johnson and about the case. Uh, and in that in those documents, um, she had found that Greg Elking, the, the person who was next to sitting next to Marcus Boyd, um, admitted to being paid four thousand dollars to identify Lamar from a lineup. So for, I, that was probably, she, she brought up the motion, I believe in 2019. Um, so, you know, you had family members who had been arguing, you know, that, you know, he, he was innocent and that he wasn't, you know, even there at the time, but investigators really took it, it really took, you know, Winnie more than 20 years to even, you know, bring this up uh, again.
0: You know, you guys wrote uh, in December, Chad, that there was dramatic testimony from a man named James Howard uh, at that time in December who said that he and another man, Mm -hmm. Philip Campbell, killed Marcus Boyd during that robbery attempt. That must have been quite a moment in the courtroom. Yeah. And uh I was watching it
1: through the live stream, uh, when when that happened, but it, it really was because you had James Howard who like you said was one of the two men um who were wearing the ski mask. And uh when, when he brought that up and said that, you know, I I believe someone asked him like, um, you know, can I, you know, identify the person in the room and stuff stuff like that. And, you know, Howard, yeah, confessed to him right that moment. And he said, you know, me and Philip Campbell killed him on his front porch. Um, so it, it was really powerful, uh, really, really a strong moment and a strong moment for, for the circuit attorney's office. Definitely.
0: So, Chad, this is James Howard basically saying, I did it. Not not correct. Not Lamar Johnson. I did it. Correct. Him and
1: Philip Campbell sing. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Were either of you able to get a sense of what it was like in the courtroom when the judge announced his decision, Brian, to free Lamar Johnson? Absolutely. So like Chad,
2: Chad and I were standing outside on a dreary day earlier this week, but you know, it was a happy moment for those in the courtroom. Judge Mason delivered his a judgment and you know everyone was on pins and needles and as soon as he delivered it there was an audible cheering and applause that just filled the courtroom and lamar you know just immediately went over and to hug his legal team uh because this you know day is 28 years coming and finally being able to say what i've been claiming for all this time is true it is validated and i'm a free man
0: Chad, I had this sense just watching this case from, you know, on this side of the state, that Judge Mason had a lot of questions about uh, the guilt of Lamar Johnson as these proceedings continued. And it, it appeared to me that this was probably where this case was headed with the freeing of Lamar Johnson. Am I, was I seeing that correctly? Yeah that's kind of how I saw it too. I
1: mean it it kind of felt from the get-go or for the from the first few days of the hearing in December that you know he was really questioning um you know the the original case the original trial You know, when when someone says that, you know, they were paid $4,000 to, you know, identify someone from the lineup, that seemed to be something that that stood out to him. Uh, And then, of course, you know, having someone admit on the stand that they were the people or they were one of the people who, um, you know, was involved in the actual murder. So I think all of those really played a part in in Judge Mason's role. And he seemed like he was, you know, really, really... um, you know, considering heavily, you know, freeing Lamar Johnson.
0: You know, given all that, Chad, and and given this testimony, this self-implicating testimony in December, is there a sense here that this case was botched legally back in the 1990s, or is this simply a matter of new information coming forward in the intervening years that shed new light on what, what occurred? Well, I I and I can't exactly answer as to like what
1: it was like, you know, back then during the actual case on, unfortunately, but I I think the new evidence that came to light as as of really really as of the last few years is really what kind of, you know, sparked this and and, and sparked this um argument from the circuit attorney's office to free uh to free johnson so you know most of these most of this information that we're we're seeing right now about the four thousand dollars um those were things that the circuit attorney's office had um had found actually in 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 searching and doing more research on the case so a lot of this were were new things and things that came up with the past couple years
0: we'll be right back Brian, you were there after Lamar Johnson was released from prison. Can't help but wonder what that moment was like. Absolutely.
2: So we are in this long, dark hallway at the Mel Carnahan Courthouse in downtown St. Louis. And I had been speaking with his family, um, a former girlfriend, his daughter, and her fiance. And they were just on pins and needles. You know, they heard the judgment. They're waiting for him to be released. And then we had to wait, we had to get some clearings, uh, from the attorney general's office and, uh, other folks through a review board and all that process had to be, you know, carried along until Lamar Johnson walked out of this holding area and immediate applause. And, you know, his family just overwhelmed with emotion and, you know, just be lined it <laughs> spoke very briefly, just talking about you know, how excited he was to finally be free and thanking, you know, his supporters and the media and the folks that, you know, helped them get to where he was today.
0: Huh, You know, Lamar Johnson, uh, Brian had a celebratory dinner at Maggie O'Brien's in downtown St. Louis. You were there again in attendance. You got some photos that appeared in your story. Again, what was that like and who else was there?
2: Absolutely. So the celebratory dinner at Maggie O'Brien's, which is an Irish pub in St. Louis's downtown West neighborhood across from the new St. Louis City FC Stadium. Uh, You know, it was him and his legal team, and it was just joyous. You know, Lamar smiling ear to ear, cruising the menu, trying to figure out what am I going to eat? What is, you know, my first meal going to be? And that's not an easy choice. After almost three decades, you know, in prison, but he settled on something simple, and that was chicken strips and fries. But by and large, you know, he was just happy to be out and, you know, be able to experience those mundane things that we sometimes take for granted, like standing in long lines or being able to order your own dinner at a restaurant.
0: You know, you always uh, witness moments like this and then having done any number of shows over the years with uh, individuals who have been released after long stays in prison, those first few days are a honeymoon But then at some point, you know, the reality begins to set in and that readjustment period launches. And that, boy, that can be really difficult, Brian, for anyone who's been uh, held for that many years. Absolutely. And Lamar and I talk about this a little bit.
2: And he's disappointed that it's taken so long to get to this point, but he's happy to just finally be out. And he mentioned that anyone's looking for a reliable, hard worker. He's your guy. He wants to rebuild his life. He wants to get working. And while some people may think, Oh, there may be, you know, some time to wait. He wants to hit the ground running and, you know, experience and make up for the lost years that he's gone on through.
0: Chad, uh, how much restitution is the state going to provide to Lamar Johnson for his 28 years in prison?
1: Well, that, that's the thing. Uh, the, the state actually will not be paying any restitution for, for Lamar Johnson. And, and the reason being is in the state of Missouri, uh, in order for you to actually get paid by the state, uh, DNA evidence needs to be used uh, to actually um, to change that. Um, so, in this case, in the Lamar Johnson case, uh, that that's not what happened. Um, so, there there's actually, politically speaking, there are people who are trying to make some changes. Uh, I believe there's a House bill uh, that would allow people who are you know convicted of, of certain crimes and, and cleared um to receive $100 every day after um uh, incarceration or post conviction um so th- those are things that are right now like in the house but currently as as it stands uh because there wasn't dna evidence used um to to free lamar johnson uh, restitution actually isn't uh something that will that will be um you know capable from the state
0: so to underscore the point, Chad, $0 to Lamar Johnson, $0 to another one, another inmate who was in prison for 23 years on this side of the state, Ricky Kidd, nothing from the state of Missouri for for that kind of time spent in prison when you're wrongfully uh, convicted.
1: Exactly. And, and kind of speak, tying that to something that you brought up even earlier, I mean, th- there were documents that Oh, that showed that Lamar Johnson did not do this. Um, actually, Philip Campbell, the other person who um uh, was involved in the murder, um, he pleaded guilty to voluntary manslaughter for this. And then there were also like letter sieves after Johnson's uh, was convicted, and um, they identified Campbell or James Howard as the other shooter. So there oh. were you know documentation and documents that you know kind of talked about this. And, you know, still, because there was no DNA
0: evidence, uh, the state will not be paying um, Lamar Johnson. Hmm. So returning to Lamar Johnson, Brian, what's next for him? What does he want to do now that he's out of prison and that, that he's a free man? You mentioned uh, or, or Chad mentioned he wants to work. But what else do we know about that? Absolutely. So we were walking
2: around Maggie O'Brien trying to find a good spot to chat. And he was looking around and pointed out one of the trolleys that takes, you know, blues fans from the Enterprise Center to Maggie O'Brien. He talked about wanting to ride that. He talked about wanting to get in a plane and being able to fly and see the ocean because he's never left St. Louis. Uh, And I think one of the most, I think, heartwarming points that he mentioned was he's excited to walk his daughter down the aisle this coming April. She and her fiance uh, are about to get married and this couldn't have come at a better time.
0: You know, these cases, Chad, keep stacking up. Uh again, I mentioned Ricky Kidd's case. Uh, he just spoke to one of my classes at UMKC. There's the case of Kevin Strickland, who spent more than 40 years in prison for crimes he wasn't guilty of. Any sense uh that lawmakers are going to examine what's going on here?
1: I, I think that's the case. Uh, actually um I was actually speaking with the St. Louis uh NAACP president, and one of the things that he was hoping to see more of were um, you know prosecutors and circuit attorneys kind of involved in trying to free other um, other individuals and I believe there's a story from I believe Missouri Independent maybe uh, yesterday or might have been the AP but uh, they had mentioned that the Missouri NAACP had listed the name of you know or seven other people within the state who they believe were also uh, wow. wrongly convicted so it's something that I know a lot of people have eyes on now.
0: Well, that's the voice of Chad Davis with St. Louis Public Radio. He was joined by his colleague, Brian Munoz, from there as well. Gentlemen, thanks so much for the update on the freeing of Lamar Johnson. Much appreciated. Thank you for Thank having
1: you us. Thank you for having
0: us. Bet. Up to Date is produced by Zach Wilson, Reginald David, Elizabeth Ruiz, Zach Perez, and Hannah Cole. Our intern is Claudia Brancart. Our announcer and engineer is Paul Nakatura. Our theme music is composed and performed by the great Bobby Watson. I'm Steve Kraske. Thanks for listening.